Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. We're back. This is 95.9 FM WATD in Marshfield, Massachusetts. Local news, local weather, local politics, local sports, and local financial talk radio. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. The subject is reverse mortgages, and my guest in studio is Dave Tortolot from Homestead Mortgage. Still there, right, Dave? I'm here, Mike. All right, that's a good thing. I got one quick announcement. Folks, this is a shout-out to the Marshfield Food Pantry. They need our help. In these difficult times, many families rely on this community resource for help. Please help them out with a donation of food or money. Send your tax-deductible donation to the Marshfield Food Pantry, Post Office Box 1907 in Marshfield, Massachusetts, 02050, or drop off donations at their new location in Library Plaza in downtown Marshfield, or visit them at marshfieldfoodpantry.org. Okay, folks, the uh, subject is reverse mortgages. Uh, the uh, uh, There's a whole lot of material to digest with these suckers, folks, and that's why we're doing it. So David and I are talking about uses of reverse mortgages, and, uh, you know, this is a call-in talk show, so if you have a question, 781-837-4900. 
But uh, the first use is eliminating your mortgage retirement. And for folks who have mortgages in retirement, which is not a desirable outcome, that's probably the most sensible use from my point of view to do that. Uh, We were talking about basically an equity line of credit, which is basically a form of a reverse mortgage. And if you get one of these, they're not cheap to get, but they actually get bigger down the line. And it's nice to have an, you know, I I always tell people, uh, David, get a home equity line of credit for protection for your home, okay, just because, you know, it doesn't cost anything to get one or, or, or very little, and it doesn't cost anything to have one unless you actually start using it. So so a, a line of credit in, in, in my financial planning hat when it's on is basically just defense in case you don't have much in emergency reserves and something bad happens. It's better to use a line of credit than a charge card, folks, by far. So having a reverse equity line of credit Okay, uh, they're costly, yes, indeed, but they can grow. And if you have a far enough downstream look, it's not a bad idea. The uh, the, the the first comment I'm going to make to people listening there is that if you're going to consider a, a reverse mortgage, you might want to consider talking with a financial planner and crafting a plan that says, yep, you're probably going to need one of these things, and here's how you might go about doing that. So besides uh, talking with a qualified mortgage professional who happens to be certified, that would be somebody like David, you might want to hook up with a, a certified financial planner to kind of weave together what your whole life is going to look like. And if you had some second thoughts about a reverse mortgage, you might not have second thoughts anymore after you sit down and take a look at a plan. So, you, you know, it's a big decision, folks. Uh, uh, they're costly, and, and you want to make sure it's right for you. So besides Besides talking with David and getting counseling on the subject, make sure that you have a financial plan in place that says, yep, you're going to need one, and I think that'll make you feel a whole lot better. All right, so much for commercial for certified financial planners, David. Uh, (laughs) the, the, The equity line, it's funny, you know, we meet some folks who are just you know, n- not going to have a big chance of living happily ever after based on their, you know, plan A retirement things, okay? Uh, and and for folks who look like they may well indeed run out of money, depending on how long they live, you know, we, we often have discussions about the possibility of a reverse mortgage. But, you know, uh, if, if it's imminent and you know you need one or it's a year or two or three away and your, 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 your assets are dwindling, well, you're thinking about it. But if you're 10 or 15 or 20 years away from retirement, you, you ain't thinking about that sort of a thing. And, and so it's kind of, I'm sure you find this as well, it's kind of difficult to talk to people about looking long term and doing a reverse mortgage when you don't know yet that you need one, basically. I assume that's a relatively common discussion. Yes, it is, yeah. Mike. And, yeah. and I, I totally agree with what you said earlier about the, the team sort of effort. It's putting these in, if someone has no money, obviously, it's basically the house is their retirement, then that discussion doesn't come up. But I'm finding more and more people have money uh, that are looking to do this. And oftentimes I'll ask them who their financial planner is. And it's good to kind of get everybody on the same page before we oh, proceed. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I'm always, and, and I believe that that's, that's an, you know, um, uh, an accurate statement, as well as maybe their their CPA and their elder law attorney, whatever. If they have an estate plan, it's just good for everyone to know. Not to mention the kids, right? And the, and, yeah, and the, and the kids too. In, in most cases, the kids do attend 
my initial in-home consultation. Oh, good. I, good. I, I, I like them to be there because everybody just gets on the same page and there's a lot of aha moments for them as well. Yeah, So, okay. um, Mike, do you, do you mind? I have two workshops coming up at two Council on Aging's locally. Can I just tell people what I'm doing? It's actually Monday and Tuesday. It's up. Go for it. So uh, this coming Monday, I'm going to be speaking at the Norwell Council on Aging. Uh, so this Monday at 1.30. And uh, I don't believe you have to be living in Norwell to go there. I know you don't because I've spoken to the director. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to be at the Cohasset Council on Aging at 10 a.m. Uh, doing a lecture. Uh, probably not the, the more general in, in, in nature, but um, all are welcome to attend. So thank you. So um, getting back to the line. Yeah, and by the way, like, Dave, that, do that again at our 930 break just to make sure. Okay, all right. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. So, Mike, on the HELOC, uh, home equity line of credit, which most people are aware of, you go down to a bank, you take out a line of credit, it's there, very cheap to put in place. There are some distinct differences I just want folks to know about, and they probably know these, but I might as well just discuss them. So, with a home equity, and I'm going to compare a home equity line of credit to a reverse equity line of credit. A home equity line of credit is less expensive. And a home equity line of credit amount that you can borrow is going to be determined by your monthly income and your debts and credit score and so forth. A reverse equity line of credit is going to be term, determined by your age and the value. So in most cases, you can get a larger line of credit with a reverse equity line of credit because it's not income that determines that line because there's no payment. Um, the other distinct difference is in a downturning market, a home equity line of credit, they can cancel the use of it. Um, and it depends on how leveraged you are against the house with that line of credit if you have a second mortgage behind a first. You know, um, in a downturning market, if you go to use it, you could find out that you can't use it. And um, then you call the bank and they say, well, geez, we're trying to protect you and us because your value is, is plummeting. So with a reverse equity line of credit, as we know, they're more expensive, but the insurance fee you pay guarantees the use of the line of credit until you no longer live in the property and you continue paying your property taxes and insurance. So in a, in a downturning market, your line of credit will never be canceled as long as you're eligible and paying your taxes. And the line of credit will always grow regardless of your home's value, what that's doing, whether it's going up or down or the stock market going up or down. So there are distinct differences there. One's less expensive, but... I think you kind of get to understand why. A home equity line of credit doesn't grow. It's a set amount. You can borrow up to the top of it and down to the bottom, pay it up and down. And I think you get about a 10-year lifespan on a home equity line of credit. And then whatever the balance is at the end, you can either do a new home equity line of credit for another 10 years or just let it balloon into a new 15 or 20-year loan balance. And then the payment becomes principal and interest. So there are distinct differences, but again, in, in cases that I've had in the past, the home equity line was a better option. It just depends on the person's circumstances. I've walked out of the house and said, at this time, I think getting the cheaper line of credit based on your cash flow is probably a better play. So again, I'm not selling one over the other. I'm just letting people know that the there are differences. You'll get yeah. a larger amount with a reverse equity line of credit against your home's value than a home equity line. It will be more expensive. The line of credit will be will grow guaranteed income tax-free, a home equity line won't, and it can never be canceled. So hey, you have to pay it back. That, that heat lock, you got to pay it back. Yeah, the, the, uh, the line of credit 
I mean, obviously it has a whole bunch of uses, but I wanted to spend a little time on the on the portfolio uses from an investment point of view. Okay. You mentioned them a couple times. But yep. I, there's a couple couple ways to look at that. So, so one one use of the equity line of credit, I'm sure we'll get into some others, uh, is that okay uh, for some folks, it may make sense to delay taking money from a retirement plan. Uh, until you're age 70 when you have to or something else in, in your life happens, okay? Uh, so so um, uh, uh, having a line of credit, okay, uh, may help those folks who, for whom it makes sense to not immediately take money out of a retirement plan, okay? You know, a 401k or a 403b. And then the other uh, v- very good use uh, of this from my point of view is if your nest egg isn't big enough, folks, and you know that, you, that you're going to need that home equity line to, to uh, that reverse home equity line to work for you, you know, sometimes it makes sense to either split the difference. I'll take half my money that I need from the nest egg and half from the, rever- from, from the reverse line, or sometimes it makes some sense to toggle back and forth. Uh, geez, it's been a very bad two years in the market. I'll just use income from the, for the reverse equity line of credit for those two years and let that thing grow. So, so it, it, it can provide, uh, with some common sense, uh, a measure of portfolio protection. Remember the fact, f- folks, the reason you have one is your portfolio isn't big enough to last the rest of your life anyway. But if you have it there, it's kind of cool, David, to, hit, to have that option from an investment point of view. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. and most of the research surrounds that strategy. Basically, yeah. you know, the whole, the whole premise behind the research with these economists and university professors of this is that you set this line of credit up early in retirement. Again, if... They want to stay in the yeah. house long term and all Again, those things. Again, a, a, hard dis- a hard discussion to have when yep. it's early, but yep. yeah. Okay. Um, so they set it up early and let it grow over time so that when markets are volatile um, and they have this new account of money or this new asset, it's tied up in their home, which doesn't come with a fixed ongoing monthly payment when they borrow from it. That's the whole key, too. When you borrow from these lines of credit, you don't have a payment. So it's, you're spending some of your house income tax-free. So the whole idea, I guess, with these, these researchers is that if, let's say you had a bad year in 2018, uh, bad stock market, well, uh, why not let that recover in 2019 or years to come and begin using money out of the reverse equity line of credit so you're not selling at a loss, um, taking money from your investment portfolio, and then when that market recovers, you can stop drawing from the home equity line, the reverse equity line, and go back to drawing money from the recovered investment portfolio. So it's just a way to go back and forth to preserve the longevity of it, you know, which is what you guys obviously is financial yeah. plans. You're trying to get that to last as long as possible. So it's and just, the, and yeah, and the longer you wait to do one, the less to your advantage it is. Or, or conversely, or earlier is better. It, it's uh, it's still an emotional subject. As people still think it's like a, a last desperate move, and it might well be. But you know, y- you don't want to wait till you're a year away from exhausting your 401k to start thinking about a reverse mortgage, folks. In, in this country, 
Most folks just do things when they have to, and it's tough to look far ahead. But it's it's not it's not a good plan, right. okay? To a year or two from bankruptcy or desperation, say, yeah, I think I'll get a reverse mortgage. I mean, if you knew about that well in advance, as in had a written comprehensive financial plan in place that says, now nah, you're not going to make it to retirement without a reverse mortgage. If you knew that, it's a lot easier to do it earlier and plan. And anything you can plan ahead of time is a whole lot better than, than the alternative from my point of view. Folks, uh, this is a call-in talk radio show. If you have any question at all about reverse mortgages, our telephone number is 781-837-4900. We would happily interrupt our discussion to chat with you. Uh, okay, so any other comments on that, Dave, I'm not in a hurry, but I, I can see delaying withdrawals for, for a variety of reasons from retirement plans, and I can see toggling back and forth between your no-cost equity line and your portfolio, depending on markets or circumstances. That's a, that's a great financial, I mean, if you have to have one, that's a great financial way to play it. It's just like one more arrow in your quiver to survive. Yeah, okay. let me let me give yeah. you, oh, looks like we got a caller, Mike. All right, uh, go for it. Bob from Plimpton, go ahead. Yeah, my, my question is this. So, so I, I, I live alone in the house and I took a reverse mortgage out and say the house was, as your example, $400,000 and I took 200, I have $200,000. So, I, I'm chugging along, taking out a, a monthly, I don't know what you call it, allotment, and then uh, all of a sudden I get sick and die, like five years or ten years into this. What happens to the surplus of the, the value of the house? David, take that, please. Yeah, so good good question, Bob. So here's how it works. You've, you've set up a line of credit on the house. Let's just say, for example, Bob, you borrowed... Let's say you had a $400,000 house, you're able to get a $200,000 line of credit, and you borrowed fifty grand over that five-year span of time, okay? And then you passed away. So when you pass away, you're leaving your house to someone through your will. They're going to inherit a house with a reverse mortgage on it. And that reverse mortgage becomes due when all borrowers no longer live in the property, you being the only borrower. So they inherit the house, they being your kids or heirs or whoever you're leaving it to, um, now, they have to pay the 50 back. Now, there's a few ways. Plus interest, yeah. by the way. Yeah, plus plus interest. So let's say you borrowed 50, Bob, and uh, let's say the interest. You owe 65. You owe 65,000 yeah. total, the interest, the cost, and the money you borrowed. So the kids sell it for 400, um, and uh, they pay off the 65. The remaining equity goes to the kids. Okay. It's not, just, it's not shared. Okay. That's, that's, uh, so what, 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 so obviously it's an upfront interest all the time. So really you're paying interest for that period of time, basically. Yep. You're deferring, you're yeah. deferring your unpaid yeah. payments. Yeah. Think about it like yeah. a mortgage with a payment yeah. and you yeah. skip two payments the next, in two months, your, your balance of your, your principal balance, your mortgage rose by the payments you didn't yeah. make. That's really all a reverse mortgage, unpaid interest deferring. So yeah, deferring and you're on the bad and you're on the bad side of compounding interest if you have a reverse mortgage, but yes. that's the way yeah. it is. It's yeah. negatively yeah. amortizing. Hence the name reverse. The the ba- yeah. your balance doesn't go down because you're making a payment on a traditional mortgage, you're sending an interest in principal, it goes down slightly. Reverse mortgage, you're not sending a payment in, so it goes up slightly on a monthly basis. Okay. Only on what you borrow though, not the amount you have available, just on what you borrow. He has some other questions. Go for it. What else? I, I have a, one more question. Uh, sure. I, I, that situation is not my situation. My situation is my wife is 25 years younger than I am. 
and I've done I've been very successful in life, and I continue, I own a business. On this business is very successful. But I was thinking that maybe it, 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 and she has an illness, and it's a, a it's a progressive illness. And obviously, my interest is to make sure that she is taking care of her the rest of her life after I'm gone because of that age gap. So I think that that may be something that, you know, even though I've done really well and really successful with things, that maybe benefit her later on when she is uh, disabled and, and maybe draw off that as well as what I've, we've accumulated together, which is pretty substantial. So I just, I, I just maybe somebody could look at it like that if they have an age just different. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a good, it's a good question. Is. Good question, Bob. Yeah. So here's how that works. Remember, all borrowers that borrow a reverse mortgage have to be age 62. Now, if you were the only borrower, um, your wife who's 25 year, years younger can be what's called a non-borrowing spouse, meaning she's not part of the mortgage, she's not responsible for it, and there are new protections in place. So if something were to happen to you because you're the only borrower, the loan has to be repaid, yeah. As long as your wife can continue making the property taxes, keep the property insured, and at the time you did the reverse, she was married to you and was living there the whole time, no longer do the, do the non-borrowing spouses have to sell the house and be displaced. She can stay there as yeah. long as she can maintain the property charges. But yeah. Yeah. you would be, in that case, she, you would be the only borrower because you're six, if you're 62 or older, um, yeah. she wouldn't be able to be a reverse mortgage borrower until she was 62. But you could do it yeah. and then use the money to help for some of her care costs. But Bob, yeah. I, I, this is Mike, the financial planner. I like the way you're thinking. If uh, you, you might, okay, don't, don't do anything without talking to whoever your advisors are, but you might be a great candidate for putting an, there's no mortgage in the property now, correct? No. Okay, you, you might be a great candidate for putting a reverse mortgage equity line of credit on the property and paying up all the upfront costs out of cash. Don't, don't defer it in the loan. Okay, then, then yeah. you've got, you know, and by the way, you know, it's probably, uh, oh, I don't know, you, you'll, you'll kind of gag when you see the expenses. I did one on David's okay. website, uh, and to borrow $300,000, closing costs with, with insurance about twenty five twenty six thousand. But if you did a reverse equity line of credit now and paid all the closing costs, well, then you have an equity line of credit with no interest deferring, no cost, and it's just getting bigger and bigger, and that's a that's a great protection strategy if you can afford to do something like that. I've been very, I, I've been personally very fortunate in my in my accumulation of money. Well, maybe a little smart and hardworking too, though, right? Maybe a little smart, maybe a little hard work. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a lot, a lot of both, I guess. You know, I, it, when you own a business as you do, you know it's not, it's twenty four seven with you. Yep. So, yep. And, it's it's uh it's my third really career and, and it's uh it's just been so personally rewarding i uh yeah. and, and 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 i the only person well i care about my obviously i love my kids too but yeah she is uh absolutely means everything to me in my life yeah, yeah. you know she's I, I i'm i'm a little bit down the road from you guys and uh when, when she calls me and she knows my hat pounds in my shirt how's that yeah there you, know? you go. Yeah. Well, you, know? you, you so that that kind of strategy is just a good defensive protect the house and her if everything else goes to 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 crap, you know, sort of a thing. Yeah. So just something to think yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. You're an example 
of people thinking about creative ways to use reverse mortgages that aren't financially desperate. And I'm sure David sees more and more of that stuff. Correct, David? Yes, yeah. I do. I see yeah. more and more of that. So yeah, for a $400,000 house, Bob, you're looking at $8,000 for insurance because it's a 2% fee to HUD. That's eight. Then you get an origination fee of uh, 6000 If you don't have any liens on the properties, there's fourteen. then another 2500 So you're looking at about, say, 17000 in upfront costs. And Mike's right. You could either pay those costs, so no interest defers on the seventeen grand, uh, or you can look at it this way and say, "Well, my house is worth four hundred, so five percent of seventeen a year. I'm not really going to worry about that. I'm going to keep the seventeen invested." Or if you don't like the fact that interest is deferring, you all by all means come to closing with the seventeen. So you get to choose how you want to do that. Then you really just essentially have this line of credit behind the scenes growing, guaranteed at about five percent income tax free until you need to use it. But the benefit there is for as many years as you don't use it, it's always growing and it's compounding. So, and it's income tax-free growth because eventually when you borrow from it, as you know, that's a loan and you're obligated to repay it in the future. So Social Security does not identify that as income and it's not going to be part of your adjusted gross income on your tax tax returns. So my circumstance is that I own a house that I paid about a million three for. Okay. And... It's now worth like eight eight seventy five <laughs> because because of people not buying big houses anymore, okay. and uh, it's paid for. So it's not a it's not a drain, and uh, it's just when you when you when you're going along in life and you think you're making the right move, the biggest bad move I did is buy a big ass house. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> well put. <laughs> Because the only one that is, you know, it's 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 nice to do well and it's nice to work hard. But you know, money is money when you have it. it everybody says it, it doesn't mean a lot. It's when you help people that's what means everything. Yeah, yep. and that's yep. what means everything to me. You're right. Yep. So with that being said, I will bid you guys adieu. Have a great hey. day. Hey, listen. Thanks for the question, Bob. It was great. We appreciate that. Thank okay. you, Bob. Thank you. All righty, Dave. Does that take us right up? To a break or what here, huh? Looks, looks like it that, does, like, yeah. Like, like, talk about exp- express timing here. So, we are um, so you've got, after we come back, uh, you, you can go any place you like about whatever uses we haven't chatted about. But I, I think that equity line of credit, okay, uh, it has a lot of potential uses for folks who might need it, okay? And it may have some uses for folk, folks who don't really need it, but might like to play defense down the line for a variety of reasons. So, uh, all right, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 